This episode of The Beatdown Show is dedicated to Peter Folletta. R.I.P. Parquet Pedro. Coming to you from Studio Ice Nine in Earth's capital, San Diego, California, USA. It's the Beatdown Show. If you don't think it's mess, you got the wrong damn address. Here is your indomitable host, C. Colton. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. These, the immortal words of the late, great, urban street poet, hip-hop pioneer, Fife Dog, on the song Check the Rhyme from the seminal hip-hop group, A Tribe Called Quest. He recently passed. Our thoughts go out to him and his family. Ha-ha! Salutations, fair denizens of audiophilia! Where are my beatdowners at? The answer? Right in here. That's right. We are back after a healthy slumber for another righteous edition of The Beatdown Show. That's that auto-tune. The kids love it. All right. So, and uh, this is our 10th episode. I'm very excited. We did take a few months off, and we're planning on churning them out, um, well, quite a bit more. We're going to churn them out a little more regularly, is what I'm saying. It certainly is. It certainly is. Uh, I am your host, C. Colton, a.k.a. C. Fresh, a.k.a. C. Note, a.k.a. C. Niss, a.k.a. Colt 45, a.k.a. Cornelius Coltniferous III, Esquire. If you're not into the whole, you know, brevity thing. I must acknowledge the evil genius, the glue guy. My executive producer and engineer extraordinaire, McCoolin. He's the man that makes this work. Uh, special treat, our good pal and San Diego resident, proud San Diego State alum, Nick Gladden, a.k.a. Nickelodeon, is joining us on episode number 10. What's happening, Nickelodeon? What's happening? Just glad to be here. Been uh, looking forward to this. Getting on the air. Ready to make a good show. Yeah. All right. Let's let's pump that excitement up a couple notches. Add a kid. I like it. Well, this program, the Beatdown Show, is San Diego centric, and we touch on a variety of topics such as local news, politics, sports, sports. Uh, music, culture, and of course, craft beer. As we know, 
We are the hashtag craft beer capital. And uh, pound sand, Portland and Denver. You guys are trailing us. Mm. All right. Right? I mean, mm. wouldn't you agree? Kick rocks. That's right. We got this shit. Hit the brakes. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, we speak our minds on the Beatdown Show. We are beholden to no one. We uh, we have no sponsors, no real agenda other than the one that we push. And the show is constantly evolving. There will be a lot of moving parts. There has been since we started this. Heck, we're 10 episodes in. Um, but we definitely want you to interact with us, you listeners, um, and there is a way to do that. Uh, Nick, let's hit them with the contact info, if you would. You can get us at beatdownshow.blogspot.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. You can hit our Twitter with our Twitter handle, at beatdownshow. And mcoolin.com. That's right. We always want to show some love to our producer. He's always up to some wacky, wacky interweb stuff out there. So uh, that is his personal website, and uh, his band, uh, Gorgeous Boy Scouts, is currently um, in the studio. They're working things out. So listen to further beatdown shows to get the hook or the scoop on what is going on with them. All right. Well, I believe it's time to kind of break things down a bit here on episode 10. Break down. All right, beat downers, it's pretty simple. We're going to go with our opening segment. We're going to talk about the fight for 15. We're going to talk about the recent hornblower crash that happened. Uh, we're going to talk about SeaWorld. And they are... They had some pretty big news recently. It's been kind of a long time coming, but uh, the fact that they actually acknowledge it is huge. Then we'll talk briefly about the North Park Festival of the Arts. After that, we'll get into the sporting segment. Where Sports! We'll That's right. <laughs> oh, perfect timing. Wait, one more time. On three. One, two, three. Sports! Sports! All right. We got to work on that. Anyway, uh, so we have that coming up. We'll talk about uh, post-mortem on the Aztecs. Padres. Baseball season is about to start. Are you fired up? Are you excited? Or are you ready for more mediocrity? We'll talk briefly about the Chargers draft as the NFL draft is quickly approaching. At that point, we'll switch gears. We'll talk about local music. We've got some upcoming shows. After that, very popular segment, What You Drinking On? Where we will discuss craft beer. What else? Absolutely. Don't you think? Right? We love, love it. I love it. He does. He's can't get enough of it. He's drinking one right now, folks. And we'll do our live on-air tasting for the second show in a row, which I thought went very well last time. After that, we'll have a quick restaurant bar etiquette segment. As you know, I'm an industry professional, and I have thoughts about that from time to time. We'll finish with our signature feature, the beatdown list, where we throw people under the bus strictly for the reason that they are not keeping it real and so I, well deserving absolutely well deserving. absolutely on that note it is time to get it going um let's start the show with a little bit of fire more fire more fire more fire 
And because the show is so hot, it's so hot. Let's throw out some fire for my boy Nickelodeon, who's joining us. More fire, more fire, more fire. You hot now? You ready? It's my jam. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, I've got certain information. Man, I've got certain information. <laughs> Let me tell you, I certainly do. I'm about to drop it. Let me drop it on the one. <laughs> That's right. So the fight for 15. This is the, um, the big bill that was passed by the California State Legislature March 31st to raise the minimum wage effectively to $15 an hour over time meaning it would reach $15 an hour by 2022. A lot of thoughts about this. Uh, is it bad for small business? Are there going to be layoffs? What about automating jobs? Like with, like you go into a Carl's Jr. and you get your uh, number three, but you actually have to type it into a computer instead of uh, actually talking to a real person. The only real people in there are IT people who make sure the computers take your order. Uh, Nickel, do you have some thoughts about uh, minimum wage and its incremental raise to eventually fifteen dollars? Uh, it's uh, it's it's a good wage. It's a living wage, if uh, I do say so. It's uh, it, I, I think right now it's a little much. By by twenty twenty two, it might be appropriate. Well, yes, and it's going to be incremental. So by January first, twenty seventeen, or next calendar year. It'll actually go up 50 cents if I what I read was correct. And then after that, up by the dollar amount. So 11, 12, 13. Right, uh, right. Unless I have the details wrong on that. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I think it's great. And here's why. Uh, I'm, no, I'm no economist. But it's about fairness. It's about economic justice. Here in San Diego alone, you are a San Diego resident. You have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's expensive. It's expensive to live here, whether you live, you know, in the city, out in the burbs. Um, essentially, you have to make $13 an hour to get the bills paid. Yeah, I, I think uh, working full time and not being able to, to pay rent is a uh, travesty. But uh, that's just here in San Diego. I mean, I, I think the minimum wage uh kick should be maybe a little bit more local by county i would say because 15 dollars an hour up in uh sacramento county or yuma or something is you're living high on that but san francisco san diego not not so much not as much and then obviously la is sprawling it's, you know it would work in some parts of the neighborhood I, I even think by county although that could get sticky that'd be tough to do you know the the argument of course is it's going to kill small business okay look i work for a small business and my employer is already in compliance with above you know ten dollars an hour for for the bulk of of the uh you know the the employees and again for those checking this out for the first time i work in the hospitality industry in a restaurant so i make tips on top of that it, it works out but, you know, I, I think as long as business owners can kind of plan this out, this isn't going to $15 overnight. It's going to take six years. Plus, those, uh, the small business owners get an extra year, actually. They, they don't got to get in there until 2023, I believe. You are exactly right, Nickelodeon. That's, see, that's why we brought you on. That was going to be one of my next points. They, if you have less than 26 employees, 
You I have like an to additional keep abreast of the social issues. Well, you do. I mean, you, you like to press the flesh with the people out there as well. And we appreciate that about you. So, look, if you're a small business owner, this does not spell doom. All right. And I think the ones that are really scared, it's it's the right. You know, it's the uh, the conservative folks. In fact, when it was in the legislature, not obviously this shouldn't surprise anyone. Not a single Republican voted for it. And all but two Democrats did. I mean, we know where people are on the side of the aisle of this. Who's on the right side of history on this one? I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. Really, the, uh, you know, the narrative, and this is true for America, is make as much money as you can so you don't have to worry about these kind of things. Get hella rich. All right, moving right along. Let's get into our next topic. The Hornblower crash. The Hornblower cruises are very popular around San Diego. I believe uh, you can take them out of downtown, go around the bay. If I'm not wrong, I think you can do it over in the beach communities, like Pacific Beach, possibly. Um, I, I think they're mainly or are they just the, downtown? Uh, the catamaran and the bahia. I got that bahia bell cruising oh. around for All cruising. Right. Well, either way, that's, that's, that's different. But the Hornblower Cruises are very popular with tourists and locals alike. Uh, on that same day of the uh, Fight for 15 bill, a Hornblower ship, smashed into the walkway along San Diego's Embarcadero uh, while docking. Uh, the the videos out there on YouTube and some of the news sites, it's actually kind of funny because about seven people got hurt that were on the boat. Nobody on land did. But if you watch the video, and I know you've seen it, Nickel, uh, mm-hmm. an old lady almost gets smoked because as the thing is coming in, and obviously, you know, it, they... The captain of the ship obviously didn't come in slow enough. It smacks into the dock. It breaks a railing and nearly, like I said, decapitates this poor old woman. I just like how everybody was running out of the way. And this old lady on a walker was just didn't give two cares about (laughs) nothing. I think she was ready to go. Oh, man, that thing was coming in hot. I know she had a death wish. Uh, Luckily, she was fine. There were some injuries on the boat. Everybody was fine. But uh, just remember this, San Diegans, be a little careful on your next booze cruise. Who knows? Maybe the, maybe the old captain was uh, having a, you know, a little nightcap before he brought that boat in. You never know. All right, moving on. Uh, SeaWorld. Big announcement. I mean, this has been in the news for a long time. But I nearly fell out of my chair the other day when I saw a television ad. Very PR, very polished. SeaWorld, with their new approach, with no longer breeding the orcas and stopping the shows, kind of phasing out the Shamu show, I guess we'd call it, over time. Nick? Yeah, I heard that uh, commercial that we saw it the other day also, and I, I thought it was a little uh, contrived. Their, uh, their wording at the end of it was, we heard you. Like, like, it's, uh, like it was our responsibility to tell them that, hey, you can't raise these large animals and swimming pools yeah a little ridiculous obviously the documentary in 2013 blackfish had a lot to do with this there was public outcry controversy all over the place and uh then the uh declining attendance at SeaWorld. literally their attendance has been declining since the film came out yeah but what what about all these uh dolphins and sea lions and all that kind of stuff trying to uh 
make a life there at SeaWorld. I'm sure they're not too stoked either. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, in other news, they're pissed. But uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, actually, they're going to stop doing all uh, animal shows where the, where the, uh, where the mammals or the, uh, the sea animals jump out of the water and make a show of it. It's, it's a good call. It's the right move. I support it 100%. On a previous beatdown show, we actually put SeaWorld on the beatdown list for their practices. So it's great that they actually, the voice of the public was heard on this one. I'm pretty stoked. The people spoke and they said, no more. So when's that uh, gray fish coming out for the dolphins? <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I heard that uh, the documentary is in the works. It's only in spec right now, but they're working on it. Just the one thing is, I, and as a guy, again, native San Diegan, going to SeaWorld as a kid, when you're a kid, you don't really understand the ramifications behind this sort of thing. The one thing it will do away with is that splash zone. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I loved sitting in those first 10 rows because, as they say, you may get wet. By that dirty killer whale water? I mean, I'm... They live in it, and they also do everything else in that water. Remember, it's salty because they are obviously ocean animals. Uh, I think the other thing that's worth noting is SeaWorld is just going to keep the rest of their orcas, the ones that are in captivity, obviously the ones they have. They're not going to release them in the wild because, as they've noted, and these are marine biologists, they probably know what they're talking about, they wouldn't survive very long out in the wild. So uh, I don't think there's going to be a free willy four or seven or whatever. So there is that. Um, one topic that we really won't touch on, the Chargers Convadium. That's right, the convention center stadium combo. Um, an initiative, a proposal was released here at the end of March. I haven't really had a chance to really digest it. We will probably dissect it and during a future beatdown show. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's all speculative, and we'll get to a li uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Chargers themselves and the on-field stuff during the sports segment. But it's the idea of making the stadium part of the convention center expansion. You've heard. Yeah, of that. I heard they're trying to take over that parking lot and a little bit of the MTS lot. I don't know where MTS is going to go. They're already not the greatest uh, city transportation. Right <laughs> there's that, and that that could obviously be a topic for a future beatdown show as well. Well, I think we've covered that very well, and I think it is time for a little sports. I don't know if it'll make any change, but I figure it's time for me to start playing ball. I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Thank you, Jimmy Chitwood and the great Coach Norman Dale from the film Hoosiers. Oh, that always gets me fired up, I'll tell you what, Nickel. Don't you want to just lace up those butt-hugger shorts and uh, get out there and shoot a couple hoops? Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite. Yeah, exactly. All right, show a little thigh, but not too much. Well, let's get to sports here, guys. Uh, we're going to do a little post-mortem on San Diego State Aztecs men's basketball team. They did not make the NCAA tournament despite a 28 and 10 record and 16 and two in the mountain West regular season champions. They just didn't win the one game that they should have, which was the mountain West 
Conference Tournament Championship. Losers to Fresno State. Isn't that kind of the story for uh, all the teams who don't quite make it? They didn't win that one game that they should have? You know, not necessarily. The, the Mountain West Conference has been down a little bit this year. They got four teams in by way, by way of at-large invitations in previous years. And this year, the league just wasn't that good. It was San Diego State, and then everybody else was pretty mediocre. So it was going to be a one-bid league. Fresno State wins the tournament game championship game at the tournament in Vegas and they go dancing and San Diego State gets relegated to the NIT but even though it's sometimes called the nobody's interested tournament or the not invited tournament it has its merits and the Aztecs actually won three games all home games which is great because that helps line the pockets they got the fans excited about it it was a sellout for I think two of those three and then they made it all the way to New York City for the NIT semifinals, which are on ESPN until they lost like dogs to a George Washington club that eventually ended up winning it. Uh, but they lost in the semis 64-56. Nickel, did you watch any of the NIT, their Aztecs run? Not, not even a little bit. And why is that? Uh, it's just not interesting to me, really. It's the, uh, it's the loser's tournament. Exactly. It's the 32 next teams that didn't get invited to the big dance. Teams that had good seasons, uh, but just not good enough. I, honestly, I just heard about it this year because San Diego State went to it. So, Oddly enough, they've actually been in it before, but yeah, I, they've it, never it, had such a good run. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's all good. Here are the benefits to it. One, it, gener it continued to generate excitement. B... There were more games. And option C, or third, because I realized I just went 1B and then C, or option third. Uh, more practices. The young players like Trey Kell and Jeremy Hemsley especially will benefit from all the extra practice time, the extra game time. Those guys are going to be studs moving forward, as well as Malik Pope, some of the other guys on that come off the bench. Unfortunately, it was the swan song for three seniors. Three who had, two who had pretty good careers and one who was all right. Uh, Winston Shepard had a great career. He will be playing pro basketball. I just don't believe it's going to be in the NBA. I think he's going to have to go overseas and then work his way in through the NBA D League, the developmental league. So no more uh, Kawhi Leonard's coming out of SDSU, huh? Well, I mean, they're definitely going to churn out another NBA pro at some point. But Winston Shepard has the best chance. And he'll probably go to NBA training camps and get cut and then have to make a nice living overseas. Skyler Spencer, their 6'11 shot blocker, he's going to play overseas. He's just not solid enough to be an NBA player, at least right now. And then the third guy to graduate, a local product, Angelo Chole from Hoover High School. Uh, originally, he started his career at Arizona, where he was just another guy after two seasons. He had to transfer out because he wasn't getting any PT out there at Arizona. They have a lot of really stud players that go out there. I thought it was a mistake when he came out of high school here in San Diego, Hoover High, home of the Cardinals, and their the other nickname, home of the Hooriders. I believe the, uh, the San Diego Chicken came out of Hoover, didn't he? Correct. Uh, right? One of their proud alums, Ted Giannoulis, is a proud Hoover High School alum. Uh, really disappointed that... Angelo Chole didn't make more of himself in high school. By his senior year, he was killing it. 
I think it just goes to show that his his value, he was overvalued a bit as a player. Arizona was not the right choice for him. It took him two years to figure that out. He transferred home, sits a year out by NCAA rule, and then he has two largely forgettable years coming off the bench. And really what he'll be known for is committing a lot of fouls. That's foul. Yeah, it's quite foul. So disappointed for him. Uh, moving over to the Padres, it's baseball season, and opening day is right around the corner. The Padres will start the season at home with a three-game set against the filthy, hated Los Angeles Dodgers. Beat L.A. Say it with me. Beat L.A. One more time. Beat L.A. But regardless of that, ESPN does not think very highly of the Padres' chances this year. Expectations were super high last year after all the free agents that new GM A.J. Preller brought in. And they stunk. Nick, they were terrible. They finished 20, uh, 74 and 88. That's 74 wins against 88 losses. And it was three games worse than the year before, even though they brought in all these high-priced free agents like James Shields and Matt Kemp. Yeah, I, I don't really follow the Padre, Padres too much, but uh, I, I go down every maybe two or three times a season, and uh, it's a reason to get drunk downtown at the ball field. Absolutely. It's a great event. Look, I'm not saying stay away from the Padres, but I will say this. Don't have any untoward expectations. ESPN.com has them finishing one game worse. And again, this is just a projection. Has them going 73 and 89, tying for last in the NL West, which, which is a tough division. You got the Giants, you got the Dodgers, and even the filthy Arizona Diamondbacks, the Snakes, are, are not bad either. Um, but they're... The Padres are picked by ESPN to finish with that same 73-89 record as the Colorado Rockies in last place. No love from ESPN. Now, now, the one good news about that is maybe they can be a team that no one's expecting, play some good ball late, force their way into the playoffs. You never know. They haven't been to the playoffs since 06, Nickelodeon. Whoa. (laughs) It's a long time, right? You were just a young man then. Yeah, yeah, I I think it was still uh at san diego state university there you go so that just shows you uh i will say this one good thing they're doing they're moving outfielder will myers to first base total good move there james shields is back and unless he gets traded at the trading deadline he is a workhorse works something like 200 innings per year uh a lot of strikeouts only problem is he gives up a lot of home runs he had the most surrendered home runs in Major League Baseball last year, 33. He's a launching pad. Whoops. <laughs> exactly. So a uh, couple of free agents coming in, Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. Great outfielder named John Jay, who I think is actually going to have a little pop in his bat. The Padres might actually hit a few more home runs at spacious Petco Park. We will see. Uh, and then uh, Fernando Rodney, very fireballing reliever is going to join the bullpen. We'll see what happens. We have a new manager too, Andy Green. Heard of him? No, I'm so, I, I'm just giving you blanks on all these, man. I'm sorry. That's quite all right. Nobody else had heard of him either. He, it's his first time managing a big league club. He was a third base coach for the Arizona Snakes and apparently is a really good baseball guy. My one last thing on this rant about the pods, and then we'll move on, is the Dodgers. 
got rid of Don Mattingly as their manager, and they brought in Dave Roberts, who was on the Padres coaching staff last year. I believe he was bench coach. GM AJ Preller interviewed Dave Roberts, said he wasn't our guy. Poor guy. Yeah. And then the Dodgers pick him up. So, and they love him up there. He's like a celebrity now in LA. He, of course, was a famous player in 2004, stole a base in the famed Yankees Red Sox series that helped the Red Sox come back from a 3 0 deficit in the ALCS and eventually win the World Series. I, again, I've, I'm going to get over it now. Dave Roberts is their manager. Andy Green's ours. I like our guy. I'm just saying, the GM, AJ Preller, he's got to show me something this year, and we shall see what happens with that. Music! You're listening to The Beatdown Show, featuring the insuperable C. Colton. Now, back to the show. And those velvety pipes you hear are from our voiceover Emeritus J-Dub. He does actually have a pretty darn good voice. And that's why we continue to use his voiceovers, my man. Uh, Hopefully we'll get him back on the show. Uh, Allegedly, he may be moving to Colorado. I will keep you beatdowners updated on that, if anyone cares, regardless. Well, let's talk about local music. Uh, Nick, I know you like to go to local shows. So do I. Um, tell, tell me what's on your radar right now. I like, like to fit them in when I can. I'm actually going to a soda bar in, I don't know, a week and a half, April 12th. It's Tuesday. It's going up on a Tuesday at the soda bar. with uh, Great venue. Diarrhea Planet. I like to call Excuse them. me, what? Uh, they're uh, Diarrhea Planet. That's the name of the or, band. Or uh, DP, if you will. That's the name of the band. Yeah, the name of the band's <laughs> Diarrhea Planet. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about them. Oh, they're, they're just a great uh, high-energy rock band. You guys should all join me. My wife and I are going. It's going to be a good time. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, she likes to she likes to rock out sometimes. And that's a, uh, a weeknight, right? A school night? Oh, yeah. Tuesday. It's going up. Wow. I mean, if a married couple is going to a Tuesday night show at Soda Bar then I don't know what my excuse is. You know what, McCoolin? Maybe we'll get you involved, too. I don't know. You're not much of a weeknight go-outer, are you? He's shaking his head no. Uh, that's fine. Well, that's that sounds great. If I do indeed not end up going, please uh, please give us a rundown on that after you attend. Oh, yeah. Full book report. I got it in the, in the works. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I'm just going to headline a couple of uh, local shows that are coming to San Diego. These are not local bands per se. Actually, there's one. But uh, yeah, the B-Side Players, great uh, Latin funk jazz fusion type of band playing at the Belly Up Tavern in June on the 10th. Some other cool shows coming to town. Pennywise. Yes, those punk rockers are still around. They're playing three nights at the uh, Observatory North Park in May. Yeah. I'd be stoked to go to that one. If I could just go one night. Yeah, that'd be great. I've actually never seen them, love their music, and uh, love that they're still getting after it. I, I just recently saw them at, uh, what was it, X-Fest or, I don't know, something at uh, Chula Vista, I believe, and they played the early show because the lead singer had to get home to uh, take care of his kids. Absolutely. Punk rockers, man, you know. They, uh, they all grow up someday and and get married and rear children and then uh 
they're still punk rockers because they still go about out on tour. So that's great. We have uh, another cool show coming up May 8th at Observatory North Park. It's the uh, indie rock band X, longtime band from Los Angeles. They're playing with another great band from Los Angeles that's opening for them, Los Lobos. Absolutely love those guys. They've been around for four decades. It's pretty unbelievable that they're still going strong, and we love them here on the Beatdown Show. A couple of other uh, weird ones uh, in July at, uh, I believe it's at Observatory North Park. Here's a 90s show for you 90s rockers, you 90s alt rockers. Toad the Wet Sprocket and Rusted Root. They're going to be over there on July the 9th. Um, There is also a really cool show going down uh, for more of a 90s, 2000s type group, and you know about this. It's brand new and Modest Mouse playing at the Observatory uh, July 26th. I I would really love to go to that one, but the... uh, the after all the fees and all that kind of stuff, it's a fifty dollar ticket for a for a rock band. I, I can't can't it's get two bands that. though, two pretty good bands. Yeah, it's too big, eh, you know. It's too much, too much. Nickelodeon I, says. I remember he, going to Warp Tour and seeing those guys for uh, twenty bucks <laughs> back in San Francisco. There you go. All right. Well, times have changed. People got rent to pay, and if the asking price is too high, that's okay. Nickelodeon's trying to buy a house, so uh, it's all good. Uh, Got to get my paper in order. Exactly, and he'll do that. Uh, one other show I just wanted to mention. It's a long way down the road. It's in October. Um, jazzy musician Kamezi Washington will be coming to town, and it's October 7th. I believe it's at Humphreys, but check that out. A lot of good local shows coming up soon. Well, I'm getting pretty thirsty, let me tell you. What you drinking on? Careful, man. There's a beverage here, eh? I like a beverage here. I'm kind of thirsty. I want to be a beer. That's right. What you drinking on? Very popular segment here on the Beatdown Show. This is where we tell you about great craft beer as we know san diego is the craft beer capital of the world and we'd like to highlight local beers other beers but as long as it's a it's a craft we're into it all right nickelodeon mccoolin and i will be doing an on-air tasting our second ever and we're going to start with a uh, a brew that nickel brought with him today into studio ice night what do you got Well, C told me to uh, get something local, so it's it's not hyper local, but it's uh, just across the border in Tijuana, Mexico. It's from Tijuana. Tijuana. Is it a local beer, uh, Dos Equis or Corona? Uh, of course not. We got <laughs> a uh, micro brews down in Tijuana Tijuana. nowadays. Um, it's Interjente. Okay. It's their La Lupulus, La Lupulosa. Very nice. Tell me a little bit about it. I I think. I think it's an IPA. A lot of this is in Spanish, so I don't really understand it. <laughs> but uh, okay. there's, there's a little English disclaimer on the side. It's a, uh, it's a hoppy it, one. Does Pax- it say learn Spanish, gringo? Paxitano. Yeah, I probably should since I'm in San Diego here, right? Uh, it's a refreshing West Coast-style Baja California IPA. It says, please enjoy Insurgente responsibly. 
Very nice. Well, why don't you pour them up in, uh, in the glasses there, and we will try this on air. And here's the thing, Beat Downers. We try beer so that you can expose yourself to it, or if we don't like it, then you don't have to, all right? So think of it this way. We're saving you money, all right? You can make an informed choice from the experts here because we are experts. All right. Nick is almost done pouring, and... Now it's time for the tasting, but first, a toast. A toast. And let's make sure we hold them near the mic so we can clink them. Gentlemen, thank you for the greatest day of my life. All right, that's my toast. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Clink. We heard it. All right. Cheers. Down the hatch here. Mm. <sighs> that's nice. It is hoppy, but not overly so. Right. Pretty pretty fresh. I dig it. I uh, I... I've already had two beers today, so my palate's a little wrecked already, but this tastes pretty good with the other ones. Ah, uh, the nerves of appearing on the Beatdown show. Well, I'm looking for an ABV here. I usually like to get that out to the, to the people, and I do not see it. But um, perhaps I'll hand it over here to producer. I think I read producer, that it was uh, 70 McCoolin. IBUs. 70 IBUs, the, that's good. I think international beer u- bitter units. Yes, that and is a, correct. And uh, a seven-point... Two? In this case, very three. In this case, very international. By the way, on the IBUs, because it's from uh, well Tijuana. Okay, uh, I guess everyone missed the joke, or I'm just <laughs> being totally obvious. Seven point three percent is what McCoolin says. Get you drunk. All right. So, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I like it. I'm gonna give it that a uh, two thumbs up. All right. We got a third from McCoolin. And it looks McCoolin, like. and McCoolin's not afraid to uh, tell us when he doesn't like a beer. He did on the last episode, so that's terrific. Let's uh, let's suck that back, and then we'll start talking about the next one. While while we're prepping the next beer, a selection of yours truly. C note. Uh, there's been some beer news locally here. Uh, one of them is that Twisted Manzanita, uh, an outfit in East County, Santee. I've actually been to their brewery when they were first starting out, and they actually started out as Manzanita Brewing, and there was some sort of legal wrangling. They changed it to Twisted. Well, they're dropping the brewing component of their uh, their operations because they started doing spirits. Good for them. I and mean, the, well, not good for them. I guess they're losing uh, part of their business model there, but it's good to focus on one subject. Well, I think that, and that's the problem. And, you know, Ballast Point, obviously, being huge, they have a spirits arm, but, you know, they're the billion-dollar yeah, baby they, now. They got those those billions of dollars. Long paper, as mm. we call it, uh, around the Beatdown show. But Manzanita, Twisted Manzanita, whatever you want to call it, they're, they've ceased brewing operations. I think the good that will come of this is someone will buy their equipment and another brewery will sprout up here in San Diego as if we don't have enough, but that's okay. I'm we pretty always- sure we got, like, one a week coming up. If, if I'm not mistaken, we're pretty darn close to that pace. Um, other beer news, North Park Beer Company, long awaited arrival. Brewer's name is Kelsey McNair. And that's a dude. His name is his name is Kelsey. Um, he is opening uh, a brew house tasting room right on University Avenue in the heart of North Park. Now, full disclosure, that is my neighborhood. I'm excited about it. They are doing construction currently on the innards of the building. I walked by today, spoke with a couple construction workers. And they say could be open 
by summertime. It's great news, everybody. Great news. It really is. Again, with a spot right on university, parking will be an issue. But that's why there is a parking structure. And there are many lots that charge after 5 p.m. for you out-of-towners. I will say this. Looking forward very much to the North Park Beer Company. Not just because it's in my neighborhood, but because Kelsey McNair as a brewer has a very good reputation. Also, these construction workers told me about the food component that will be going inside this place. I, I hear it's with uh, Mastiff Sausage Company. Correct. Mastiff Sausage Company. So for a lot of you food truck fans, you may know it. They do the great brats, all kinds of good stuff. They park those trucks outside of local breweries many days a week. They're going to be handling the kitchen component of the North Park Beer Company spot. Very excited about that here on the Beatdown Show. I'm honestly looking uh, more forward to the inevitable throwdown between the North Park Beer Beer Company. That's correct. And the South Park Brewing Company. Oh, 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 man. Man. Man, I think they might have at it this next year at uh, the Sono Fest. It's very possible. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Well, as I have finished our first delicious beer, and once again for you at home, it's La Lupulosa, and it's from Insurgente in Tijuana, Mexico, our neighbors to the south. Thank you guys, by the way, you at uh, Insurgente. You guys have made a fine, fine ale. Appreciate it. Very solid. We're going on to the next one, and it is local San Diego brewery, Rough Draft Brewing Company. Now I'll tell you what, I know I've had some of their beers in the past, and I have not yet been to their spot, but I'm excited about this one. It's their weekday IPA, and uh, you know what? I'll get it pouring here. I believe they're in the Biramar area of Miramar, and that is obviously a burgeoning hotbed for hops, malts, all things brew related. And um, we're just going to pour up the next one. Now, Nick, if you do me a favor, take a look at that label and see if you can find the ABV on the weekday IPA. I did not look at it prior to, and my guess is it's going to be more of a session ale. This, this lower weekday uh, IPA from Rough Draft is a session ale. I nailed it's it. It's a uh, 4.8% alcohol by volume. Very good. Uh, I don't think it has the IBUs on there. That's okay. And let's get one poured for... Uh, I'll, get, I'll give you a rough estimate, though, after I drink it. Okay, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We would be nothing if we don't do a toast. Hang on. One more toast. Right now, I'm currently pouring one up for uh, producer McCool's. Okay, gentlemen. Let's, uh, let's, let's clink them up real quick. Hey, uh, as I like to say, touch them up before you rough them up. Okay. I've never said that before. It just it just came to me in the moment. It's the first time. All right, let's enjoy the weekday IPA. All right. Mm. <sighs> it's got a good nose on it. Very uh, kind of smells like weed. <laughs> it certainly does. So it's pretty hoppy. Um, wow, I I like it. It's definitely different tasting than the Lupulosa. Um, two thumbs up from producer McCoolin. From me as well. I definitely enjoy this. I like the sessions too. 
for the sheer fact of some of us work during the week. We want to have a couple of pops and you know, these six and seven percenters will put you on your behind. Yeah. Yeah. You drink two of those on the bar stool and you got a, got a hard time standing up. Right. So the 4.8%, these session ales that are lower in ABV are fantastic. And you know what? I really can't tell. I mean, sometimes I can tell when you're drinking a barley wine or something, the alcohol percentage is super high. It just tastes, you know, super alcohol-y. I don't know mm, how. Boozy. How boozy, exactly. Not this one. This one's crisp. I think it's crisp. I think it finishes well. And at 4.8%, uh, yeah, you could probably have two or three on a weeknight. Oh, hell, maybe a sixer. <laughs> Why not, right? Just show up, show up late to work the next day. Yeah, that always works out well. So that's fantastic. Also, I just wanted to note that recently uh, I've been to, to uh, Ballast Points Tasting Room in Little Italy. Now, Nick, I, I believe we talked before the show and you've been, right? Yeah, I've been uh, once with, with the wife and a couple friends. Seems like a very family-friendly sort of place. Uh, there was some kids running around and we were drinking some beer, so that's always a little shocking, but right. we, we had fun. Good. And what did you think of the spot itself? Because I, I thought it was very clean. Um, they have a, a, a kitchen in there as well. I tried some of the pretzel bites with a little bit of the beer cheese. Yeah, it's a, it's a classy establishment. We uh, dined outside, I believe, in the, kind of an alleyway almost with a bunch of bar tables set up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good-sized spot for Little Italy where there's not a ton of room. And I was very, I walked away being very impressed. Again... We, Once uh, again, they got that long paper. They can they can afford it. Absolutely, but I'm I was just I walked away being very impressed, and I actually took notes on the the I did a flight while I was there, and it were they were variations on beers that they brew, and they can do that obviously in these tasting rooms stuff that they may never put out in a bottle or a can because Ballast Point is also doing the cans, but I'll tell you what I I walked away being very impressed. And uh, the three beers I tried in my flight, I'm going to just run down because I have the notes here. The Cinnamon Raisin Commodore, which is an American stout. Now, believe me, I was skeptical about that one. It's delicious. Obviously, if you don't like cinnamon or raisin, it's not for you. I Yeah, I, I maybe a breakfast beer, if you will. It could be. 5.8% on that guy. Now, they have their, uh, they have their Scottish ale called the Piper Down, but the one... That I tried was called Pumpkin Down, and it's their Scottish ale with obviously some pumpkin flavor. A little out of season <laughs> in the middle of March, but it was terrific. I really enjoyed that one, I think, the most of the three I had. Yeah, that sounds delightful. And then the last one I had was called the Brown Fairy, 5.7%. It's an English brown ale with a, uh, a hint of licorice root. Different. Definitely, I would say different. Probably not for everyone. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite of the three. But I'll tell you what. Ballast Point, even though we're taking a close eye at you with your billions of dollars, or at least one, one billion. billion. <laughs> uh, we, uh, as long as you don't mess with the formula and let the big guys over there at Constellation Brands water you down, we're cool with that. Uh, however, the beatdown shows... Uh, long-standing boycott of St. Archer Brewing. 
continues. The Beatdown Show recommends that you respect the craft. Please drink responsibly. Drink responsibly! Yeah, all right. So, moving right along. We're going to go into our restaurant bar etiquette segment. And uh, this is essentially where I break it down like this. Okay, I work in the industry. All right, and I'm not a fan of telling adults what to do. And uh, these are merely just suggestions that will uh, lead to your success when you're out dining, drinking, carousing, etc. So it's just merely a suggestion of things to do as someone in the industry. I also look at it sometimes from the point of the diner or the consumer in the, you know, if you're just going to a bar. So um, essentially here's what I have. And it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's actually really, really very simple. And it goes like this. I think that um, when you're out, you have to remember those that are serving you in the mo- for the most part are working their butts off and they're trying to make everything work out for you, okay? And I'll tell you this. I'm actually going to come from the point of the consumer real quick. And I'm telling this to industry professionals, my peers. Smile. It is okay to smile. There's no rule against it. They're free. It makes the customer feel good. And there's no problem there. All right, I got one more. And then, Nick, I think you're going to chime in. One more. All right. On the other side, when I'm behind the bar or serving a customer, story time is great. I love a good story. Hell, I tell good stories. But when... Debatable. (laughs) Hey, pipe down. Uh, When the time comes and the restaurant or bar is slammed, let's wrap that story up. Because part of good service is being efficient. Yes, part of it is listening to your story. But part of it is efficiency. If you were telling me the Chronicles of Narnia, volumes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, I am going to eventually, because I'm very polite, I am going to have to excuse myself politely and then get to the other customers or my service will suffer. So I think that's pretty simple. And listen, before I was in the industry, I used to go to bars or restaurants and spin these long yarns. Typically, the service industry professionals do not care. It's harsh. Some do. And I will say I'm, I'm a bleeding heart. I do care. But that is, uh, you know, one of my suggestions. Story time. Keep them short. Keep the quips good. We love a good one-liner. And keep it moving. Nick, what do you got? Uh, this is... Slightly tangential, but uh, tan- tangential is that tangent? Tangential. No, that's the word. Tangential. Uh, but uh, I worked as a uh, bathroom attendant back in when I was in college. It was perfect. It was not the greatest job, but it got the bills paid every once in a while and let me go out drinking. Pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, pros you make some good money for you know three four hours work. Cons you're you're in the shitter all night. Yeah, that, but, uh, does that stink come home with you or no? Uh, no, stink of, stink of cash money comes home with me. That's what comes home with you. Yeah. But, uh, I just want to let you customers know 
don't feel obligated to tip the bathroom attendant if all he's doing is squirting some soap and handing you a paper towel. I never felt like you should give me a dollar for that. No. But you take that mint or a cigarette or a spray of cologne, you best be dipping into that tip jar and handing me some money. Okay. I've struggled with this because you go to places like the Belly Up Tavern and fancy places and they have that bathroom attendant in there. Obviously, people tip. Some people don't. It's all good. I, I feel compelled to do it. And I try, to, you know, I try to show up with a couple of dollar bills in my wallet so that I, if I know going into it there's a bathroom attendant, that I will leave a dollar, two, three, four. And I, you bet your ass I'm grabbing a couple lifesavers. And, and if that's how you feel, we will take your money, no problem. But, I mean, uh, myself, when I walk into Moondoggies, I guess it's not Moondoggies anymore. Anymore, RIP. It's a backyard or something like that. But that's that's one of my former employees. I, uh, I wasn't uh, going to tip the bathroom attendant if he just handed me a paper towel and squirted some pink soap into my hand. Fair enough. And, you know, this is something a lot of us struggle with. I have literally, at times, shown up at a place like this with no cash and it's like, I feel bad. I can't leave any money. I'm not going to go to an ATM and hit no that reason surcharge. To feel bad. No reason to feel bad. Okay. Well, those guys clean up. They do well. They clean up, if you will. <laughs> I will say this. It's it's a sticky point. Um, I'd love to know what uh, producer McCoolin's feelings are on the bathroom attendant. Yay or nay? Just give us a yay or nay. He's two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, my guess is he's never tipped a bathroom attendant in his life. And he won't on principle alone. All right, fair enough. That's good. Um, that's good, though. That's a good look into that because, honestly, I feel compelled to do it. These guys are just trying to earn a living. I'll do it when I can. And I've literally, the first time I've gone in, especially if I'm doing a wee bit of drinking, put that $5 bill in at the beginning, and then I don't feel like I need to give you anything else. And hopefully you remember that I put a 5 in there. I. I, I did run into a few of those, and I definitely did remember them. The ones that I did not like were the ones that took a cigarette, took gum, and said, I'll get you later, buddy. And they never did. Oh, of course not. Come One, out of pocket. A couple of bucks. Of the time. And that's what I say to you, McCoolin. Come out of one dollar. Just take a dollar with you. Next time you go, drop it in the bucket. That guy's trying to pay his rent just like you. No? No taker on that. Absolutely not, he says. All right. Well, that's fine. Uh, before we go on, I would like to say I needed to mention this during the What You Drankin' On segment. There's a wonderful podcast called We Like Drinking. Good friend of mine, Jeff Solomon, is the wine expert. It's a great pod about all things alcoholic beverages, beer, wine, uh, spirits. They do talk a lot about craft beer. We just want to give a shout and show some love to the We Like Drinking podcast. Find them on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you have and get it going. And uh, that's that's it. So thank you for checking them out and check us out while you're at it. All right. We're at that point of the show. It's our uh, namesake. It's the... Beatdown list. This is where we throw people under the bus. People that are faking the funk that ain't acting right. And people need to be called out sometimes because there's a lot of misbehavior going on. Allegedly. So let's start with number one on the list. 
Mr. Dean Spanos. As you know, he runs the local football team here in town. Oh, guess what, Dean? Your move, your power play for Los Angeles, that didn't really work out too well, did it? So sorry. LA Rams, the Rams relocated from St. Louis. The Chargers are at least here for one more year as they can try to hold the city hostage and us residents. We'll see what happens with that. I'm really hoping they stay. I'm a lifelong Charger fan, and I've always said, if they stay, I'll still root for them. You go to LA, sayonara. I'm done with you. You dead. You dead like the Houston Oilers. That's right. So we'll see what happens. This could just be a lame duck season, but as long as they're still in town, which they will be, at the crumbling Acropolis known as Qualcomm Stadium, and it is a dump, but it's our dump, I'll still root for the team. I, I can't help it, you know? I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed watching the Chargers, even though they uh, failed to disappoint. Or, no, they don't fail to disappoint. That's, that's what I I'm believe, saying. yeah, I was going to yeah. say they failed to disappoint. Which yeah. team are you watching? No, they've, <laughs> they've disappointed me a lot. But, uh, yeah, I, I just can't get over the uh, owners trying to ask the taxpayers of San Diego to pay for their private business. Well, they know that'll never work. And, again, we'll get into it on a future beatdown show. But they, what they're what – they're, trying to do to skirt taxpayers is stick uh, San Diego with a higher hotel room tax. But ah. what they're asking for is insane, like a 4% increase. That's a great way already, to lose all the... It's already at like 12.5, I believe. It is. It's 12-something. They're thinking about trying to raise it 4%. Again, I don't want to get too much into it. Dean Spanos, hit the bricks. Bah. All right, next one. And I've held off on this guy for a while, too. In fact, both of these guys are guys that I held off. I wanted to throw Dean under a year ago, but I didn't. So now this guy I've been holding off on too. And it's Mayor Kevin Falconer. Sir, I actually admire the stance you took against Spanos and the Chargers. And you might be well the mayor that uh, has this on his hands, that the mayor who was in office if the Chargers do end up leaving. But you definitely stood up for your citizens and your residents. But I will say this. It's become very clear to myself and a lot of mo- local media outlets that you are looking ahead. And you're probably going to get reelected, sir. Because, well, your approval ratings are pretty good. But you're looking for a higher office. Maybe the Senate. Maybe a state representative. It's so obvious that you're doing that. Hey, pump the brakes, pal. Stay in your lane. You got a city to run. You're doing an okay job of it. You've messed some things up. The Charger thing is not all your fault, but we'll see what happens with that. But look, why don't you just sit back, run the city, don't worry about higher political office, because let's face it, you're a rich guy, and you're going to get a nice consulting job with a fat paycheck even if you never hold another political office. Great cash, homie. That's right. One more time, what's he looking for with that fat paycheck? Great cash, homie. Thank you, Randy. That's Randy Moss right there. Uh, I didn't vote for him, but hey, there is one good thing about Faulkner, right, Nick? You were mentioning it earlier. Uh, oh, that is true, yeah. he. Uh, I mean, at least he's not playing grab ass with a bunch of uh, 
city employees. Right. <laughs> like the previous mayor who left. Shame. In, uh, utter shame. 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 Uh, we shame. are going to shame Phil Nair because, dang it, he had he had promise. But I, I will say this. Where, I think Nick's drunk. It took is, him a while to get on that one. Where is that guy now? Is he... Uh, Oh, he's in lawsuits he's and keeping a low profile. Hot dog on a stick or what? <laughs> That'd be a horrible idea. Every, I remember every hot dog on a stick I ever saw when I was a teenager. There were really hot chicks working there. That's true. That is true. So, and I don't really frequent that establishment much anymore, but it is what it is. Anyway, we do have a disclaimer. The beatdown list segment of this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only and does not condone or advocate violence in any form. Its larger purpose is to serve cautionary notice for the intended people or entities herein exposed that the informed populace is omnipresent, outraged, and fully operational and will no longer accept any tomfoolery, trickeration, hijinks, absurdity, rope-a-doping, carnival barking, hypocrisy, or insanity in any form or manner. What. So. Ever. Whatsoever. Tired of this. All right. That's another beatdown show for you in the books. Fantastic. Nick, it was great having you on. Thank you for coming by. It's been a pleasure. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not thank my executive producer, the engineer extraordinaire, McCoolin. Thank you very much. You do a wonderful job. There it is. We'll get that going. What a guy. You can find him at McCoolin.com. Um, we've got some contact to show info that my boy Nick Elodian is going to go over again. Real quick, Nick, hit him with the contact info. Once more, that is beatdownshow.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook or Twitter us at beatdownshow, at beatdownshow. That's our handle. And uh, always check out McCoolin.com. Perfect. And just remember, if you do get us on iTunes, or I like to use Podcast Addict, and we're available there, too, write a review. Tell us how much we suck. We don't care. We have thick skin here. We don't have any sponsors to uh, make happy, so you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings. And we love input. I'm, I'm very fragile. Okay, well, go easy on Nickelodeon and uh, McCoolin, for that matter. He's a tender little guy as well. Uh, just a couple of things, some things we're efforting, working on. As I said, we're going to get the Beatdown show going more frequently. I'm looking into efforting and trying to get some local music folks on the air, some musicians. I'm also efforting, trying to get a local female entrepreneur. More on that later. And then possibly San Diego Athletes. Folks that, you know, made their bones playing ball here in town. We're going to try and do that. As well as any other sort of local luminary dignitary that'll speak to us. Because we are pretty indie, grassroots, and uh, that's who we are. Well, I just want to thank everybody again. Stay tuned. And uh, as I always say at the very end, appreciate your listening pleasure here. And namaste. Namaste.